You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Joe Neal, Adam Neal, Sam Hauser, we're having a ball like we do every Friday afternoon live from Legend Sportsbook at Santa Ana Star Casino Hotel. We're talking some Lobos, talking a bunch of NFL, the upcoming Super Bowl, all that kind of stuff. But it's not Team Talk until we've hit top five. Sam, would you do me a favor and please take it away? It's time for the Hinkle Law Office's Top 5. Hinkle Law Office is representing motorcycle riders across New Mexico since 1990. Visit HinkleLawOffices.com. Take it away, Sam Hauser. All right, getting us started today with who's in. The only kind of investive investigative journalism that we do around here because I am anything but but sometimes they get curious and we ask the hard questions that need to be asked around here so with only one game this week and he almost had a double-double but might not be as clear a path to the Mountain West freshman of the week this week for JT Toppin but I've said a few times that I was going to look into this so I finally did had some time last night reached out to the Mountain West League office and it is in fact possible for a freshman to win the Player of the Week award. I've told you multiple times, Joe, that's what happens when you assume, and I could be wrong, my assumption was they were split, but it is in fact possible at some point you wonder what it's going to take because I feel like if this was going to happen, he probably would have already, but it is possible for JT Toppin to not just win Mountain West Freshman of the Week, but he can win Player of the Week. So you uh, you sent a, an email just from little old you up to the league office? Sometimes sometimes you get that in, that journalistic itch to get the answers to the questions that we have around here. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Mountain West. My name is Sam Hauser, and I'm in Albuquerque, and we're, we're wondering whether, because of J.T. Toppin, you can win freshman and player of the week. Uh, please respond. I'll take it off the air. Thank you. That 100% was the tone of the, the note, right? Listen, just because I'm 80 on the inside, you don't have to make me sound like I'm your grandpa on the outside. I got enough going on in here. I don't need any help with that. No, it's more like, hey, no, I got not you. a long time. I was wondering if it's po- I'll hang up and listen. Well, we got to the bottom of it. It is possible for somebody to win Freshman Player of the Week and Player of the Week. Uh, I think they the Mountain West told you that... Um, you, you, it d- depends on, on who the, the team submit as candidates for those awards. All right, let's move on. We'll, uh, we'll get back to that if it comes up again, Sammy. What else is going on? All right, sticking with college basketball, UTEP men's basketball going to host Liberty tomorrow down in El Paso, and the Miners are going to celebrate the 20th anniversary of their 03-04 team that went to the NCAA tournament under... Good old Billy Gillespie before he really hit it big in the SEC. Billy Gillespie goes 24-8. UTEP, the 13th seed in the tournament that year, lose a nail-biter one-possession game to Maryland, but they're going to honor some of the members of that 03-04 UTEP Miners men's basketball team tomorrow. 
and I'm all about celebrations, but that tells me UTEP minor basketball hasn't had a whole lot to celebrate in the 20, last 20 years. I mean, you're doing a reunion of a team that went to the tournament and lost in the first game, correct, Sam? That is correct. They've only been two other times since then. Okay, yeah. Well, anyway, that like I said, pretty low standards uh, with regard to that. But, hey, have a good time down there in El Paso. Now, Billy Gillespie, you mentioned, was the coach of that team. Interesting career path for old William Gillespie. He, he gets to UTEP. Uh, six and twenty-four his first year, and then that year we're celebrating. Uh, he goes twenty-four and eight, skips town to College Station, right? Goes to Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. Gillespie was like the Fran for show. He was the hot commodity there for a while when Fran went from TCU Alabama to A&M. Gillespie went from UTEP to A&M to Kentucky, and things did not work out so well there in Lexington. Uh, so now, where is Billy Gillespie? What is he up to? He's at Old Tarleton State. That's right. And you remember we talked about him because Tarleton State's women's team came in and played Coach Bradbury, and the Lobo women won. And the coach from Tarleton was like the former assistant at Baylor for 15 years. He worked under Mulkey. He worked under like the person that replaced Mulkey. Uh, been to a gazillion uh, NCAA tournaments. Coach Brittany Grimer, Griner, all that stuff. Uh, so anyway, Tarleton isn't afraid to invest in some high-profile coaches. On the men's side, Billy Gillespie running the show for them. And they're currently 7-3 and three in Conference USA action to this point there, Sam. So that's your there you Billy go. Gillespie update. All right, what else is going on in, Sammy? Well, heck of a nugget. For, uh, shout out to Sam Guzman of KTSM in El Paso. Had the nugget on this one, uh, finishing up on UTEP. That year, they 0304. That year, they went to the NCAA tournament. Apparently, they played the Harlem Globetrotters in an exhibition game. Do you remember anything about that, Joe? No, but it doesn't surprise me. Back in those years, Sam, you'd get athletes in action. You get the Canadian national team. You get the Pump Brother teams uh, that were. <laughs> You know, the, the, the NCAA had to kind of look into all that. The, the Globetrotters is the most unique uh, non, or the exhibition game I've ever heard for a college team. So I'm not trying to lump the Harlem Globetrotters in with the Pump Brothers and uh, these other games, the Canadian National, the Athletes in Action type of exhibition game. But I would have paid to go see that. I mean, uh, so do we know if the Miners went the way of the Washington Generals or did they do reasonably well against Curly Neal and Metal Lark Lemon? I doubt those guys were still around then. Do we know? <laughs> do we know, Sam? Can you send an email, please, to the Harlem Globetrotters? Yeah, I'll do and that. Find next. that out. Okay, what else, Sammy? All right, moving on with who is in more college basketball. Arizona men's coach Tommy Lloyd named the head coach for the USA Under 18 men's national team when they play later this year at the 2024 FIBA Under 18 America. Tommy Lloyd going to be the head coach, and his top two assistants going to be Texas Tech head coach Graham McCaslin and Micah Shrewsbury of Notre Dame. The rise here, the meteoric rise the last two years for Micah Shrewsbury goes from coaching Penn State now to Notre Dame, now to an assistant coach for the U18 men's national team. 
Yeah, uh, and what I would say there is that is going to give all three of those coaches a heck of an advantage uh, when it comes to trying to like get players to go to Arizona, Texas Tech, and Notre Dame there. All right, what else there, Sammy? It's 91-65, to Tommy Lloyd's Arizona Wildcats wiping the floor with Cal last night. Coach Matt Madsen. Mark Madsen. Yeah, Coach Madsen, who was here at the pit for the NIT last year, went to Cal Having a tough go, they lose 91 to 65 to Arizona. Not too bad there for Tommy Lloyd. 77 and 16 through two and a half years in Tucson. No, no. Yeah, that, that record's phenomenal. We talked about him because uh, he was an assistant at Gonzaga for Mark Few. And, of course, Leon Rice was the first assistant that Mark Few uh, hired there and was there before he went to Boise State. And he's been at Boise for about 13 years. So, yeah, Cal coached by Mark Madsen, who played his college ball at Stanford. That's why it's so weird to think that Madsen is, uh, like, Coaching for the rival team in Cal there. All right, anything else on yeah, that left uh, Utah front Valley line? to go to Cal. So Tommy Lloyd going to coach the under-18 team for the U.S. at the America Cup. File this one under what are the odds that we would talk about this person in particular yesterday in top five, and now he's in the news again today coaching the main USA team at the FIBA America Cup. Jerome Allen the former Ivy League Penn men's basketball coach who held the longest NCAA record or the NCAA record for the longest show-cause penalty of all time at 15 years before the Alabama baseball coach got in the mix. We just happened to throw Jerome Allen in as an aside yesterday in the people that have had the longest show-cause penalties in NCAA history. He's not even coaching this year, and he got picked for Team USA. All right, poor Jerome Allen. I mean, we went down that rabbit hole uh, because of the uh, what happened to the Alabama coach for trying to bet a hundred grand on uh, the Crimson Tide when he knew he wasn't throwing a, a good pitcher against LSU. So we started fishing around. Dave Bliss, of course, came up. He was ten years, but the one that took the cake was none other than Jerome Allen, as Sam researched and found out. And we looked into it. He was coaching at Penn. What happened at Penn again, Sam? So he took a three. $300,000 bribe to get somebody's kid on the team who worked in healthcare and some way or another coach was tied to one of the worst healthcare schemes in United States history. Uh, well, we got him coaching our USA right. team uh, by uh, okay. So, USA. So, hey, USA. Well, so Jerome Allen, you know, he has revived his career. He's staying away from the college game uh, but he, he has to until 2030 well, well good point but that's when the first in and out burger will be here so they'll both arrive at the same time okay but he was in the nba and he was with the celtics and the pistons now he's doing this gig who's out sammy who all right out? who's out well san francisco 49ers pass rusher nick bosa not very complimentary of the offensive line that he's going to go up against a week from sunday in super bowl 58 he was asked about Kansas City starting offensive tackles, and rather than just giving some mindless cliche answer about, oh, they're really good, it's going to be a tough battle, it's going to be a fun challenge, this and that, well, Nick Bosa went in a different direction. Taylor and Smith, when you watch them uh, on film, Taylor's, I think, leads the NFL with a ton of penalties. Anything stand out when you watch them? They hold a lot. He's not wrong, they do hold a lot, but that was the <laughs> first impression of the offensive line he's going to go up against. Well, they hold a lot. And what I would say to that, 
Brilliant, Sam. He's planting the seed uh, that uh, the Chiefs had a reputation of like a bunch of holding calls that don't get called. They do get called sometimes, but can't call them every time. But his, it's kind of like a coach when you're playing against a team that's a really good rebounding team. Uh, you kind of say something like, oh, man, they're good rebounders. You know, we definitely got to box out because those guys will definitely come over your back time and time again. Ah. A lot of times they don't get called for going over the back. So we got to make sure that we block out really well because these guys go over the back. What else there, Sammy? All right, last one for who is out. A late edition. News coming down earlier today from the New Mexico State men's basketball program that forward Robert Carpenter has been suspended indefinitely by the team effective immediately stemming from an incident in the first half last night in a home in a home overtime win against Liberty down at the Pan Am Center boxing out for a rebound ends up punching a Liberty player in the face going down the floor this made it's national it's made this made its way nationally around social Horrible media video. last night even though the game yeah. was on, yeah the game was on ESPN plus made its way around nationally New Mexico State making that decision proactively seemingly before Conference USA got involved now Carpenter has since apologized face to face to coach Richie McKay and the player that he hit acknowledging how just awful the whole situation was but this was New Mexico State making this decision because yeah you you can't overtly punish these guys for what happened in the past with a different coach who's not Ew. there, different players are not there, but you have to understand though that everything is there's so many eyes, so much spotlight on you for all the wrong reasons that you have to be all the more careful than any other circumstance otherwise. You just have yeah, to you have to know. I'm yeah, so uh here, let's go ahead and play uh the the audio from Jason Hooten, the head coach at New Mexico State, because they, they, they're they nipping this, uh, you know, in the bud. The player's been suspended indefinitely, uh, but, uh, you know, you got to – they acted quickly, which in a lot of people's opinion they haven't done a lot of times to this point. Over the last few years, new coach, new team. Uh, here was Coach Hooten talking about the incident. First and foremost, I just want to apologize to Liberty University, Coach McKay, uh, for the incident. I Obviously, I've not had time to look and see – Totally what happened, and, uh, you know, even if there was something that, you know, put Rob in that state of mind uh, to do what he did is still not acceptable. Uh, first of all, that's not the way that we're going to do things here at New Mexico State University. Uh, I think everybody knows me. I think, uh, you know, in my 31-year career and 14 as a head coach, I think everybody knows the type of person that I am. I stand for that. I'm uh, very proud of the person that I am. And our program will never do those kind of things. So I think, uh, to, to, I mean, to to that whole program's credit, they've actually they've done a really good job of towing the line because we're talking about all the spotlight and everybody's waiting for something to happen to to criticize them for something happening there again. Yeah, early on in the season, New Mexico State had a handful of games with with fouls racking up. They had the, the situation where they had to finish with four against Louisville. They had what close to forty fouls at the pit against the Lobos, but they were towing that line of showing just because we're a new team and a new coach that we're not going to back down from everybody. And I'm not saying that this is necessarily connected, but it, it just it, it goes over that line of what they had been doing to this point. Right, and as we talked about earlier as well, uh, they have only lost one time in 11 games at the Pan Am Center. That was that one-point loss to the Lobos. So they're holding home court there 
down in Las Cruces. All right, what else is going on there, Sammy? All right, let's keep talking some hoop. Get to the Mountain West schedule coming up here in a second, but a former Lobo part of his team's second monumental win of the season. Lincoln, Nebraska becoming the place where ranked teams end up shooting themselves in the foot one after another. The Huskers already beat then number one ranked Purdue on the home floor and last night taking down number six Wisconsin on that home floor in Lincoln, Nebraska. Huskers down 16 at the half. They force overtime and win and yes, Josiah Alec is playing for that Nebraska team, not doing much as far as the box score goes. He did start he played 28 minutes. He's getting, he's starting most nights for them. Three points, four rebounds, and a steal. But he's on the team that's now beaten two top 10 ranked teams this season on the home floor. All right. Good for Josiah Alec. Uh, Javante Johnson, not not get, not a starter, not getting that many minutes for uh, CSU. We'll follow up and see where he's at sometime in the show next week. What else is going on, Sammy? Great stat from the field of 68, putting this out after that game last night. This entire 21st century that we're in right now, Wisconsin 120-0 when leading by 15-plus at the half, now 120-1. Thanks to Josiah Alec and those Nebraska Cornhuskers. All right, one game tonight on the Mountain West schedule, 9 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. Got San Jose State at Nevada. This is the point in the year now where you start kind of picking sides of who you need to win more than the other, as much as... You know, the chaos would reign supreme if San Jose State could go in there and win. Lobo fans need Nevada to get this one done comfortably tonight. Why do, oh, from like the whole net thing and yeah, all and that kind of stuff? Yeah, we're going to get more into that. The, in other, the, in the other angle you could take, Nevada's three and four right now, right, Sam? That's correct. Okay, the other thing is, hey, like, let, let them go away. You know, let them lose again. Let them get down, you know, they're like the Lobos have three losses in conference, I, I well I wouldn't worry about the net. I would say, hey, Nevada's a better team. It'll help me in my positioning if they happen to lose tonight against San Jose State. That's my take on it. You know, you take a hit from the net and all that kind of stuff, but it, it moves uh, Nevada down the line a little bit there, and you're trying to you know keep the cream at the the of uh, the top as 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 few teams as you can. All right, no, uh, I got what about? You. Yeah, what about uh, tomorrow? We're going to go over this more in the next segment. But, yeah, th- th- we regardless, yeah, we can go, you know, different opinions. Lobo fans might have certain feelings. But these games, we start to get this domino effect now of games all around the conference that we'll get to here in the next segment. Tomorrow, get out to the pit if you're if you need your Lobo fix because the men don't play till next Tuesday at Wyoming. If you need your Lobo fix this weekend, Get out to the pit two o'clock two tomorrow. in the afternoon. It's just such a perfect. So time, yeah, not too. gonna yeah. Not, you don't oh. have to rush in the morning. It's not gonna ruin your night. Two o'clock at the pit. The Lobo women hosting UNLV. Of course, the Lobos got the win at Cox Pavilion. Now trying to pull off an improbable home and home sweep. Lobos creeping up on the top of the Mountain West. Creeping up on a lot of different possibilities. But regardless of what happens tonight, not gonna take away from the win. In Vegas, it would just make it all the more interesting, again, to get out there and go watch and go support your Lobos. 
and you know the Lobo women are going to get the very best shot that UNLV right. can give. I mean, all right, uh, other games tomorrow, and there's some juicy ones. Yep, four games tomorrow on the men's side for the Mountain West, three on TV, starting with 1.30 on Big Boy Fox Network. Utah State at Viejas to play San Diego State. These are the last two teams in the conference who are still undefeated at home after the Lobos lost to Boise on Wednesday. That can go down to one should the road team pull off the win, which I don't think would be a huge upset. I know Viejas, it's different winning in Viejas than some other places, but I'm all in on what Utah State is doing this year. Regardless, going to be just a game to just grab your popcorn and watch. 130 on Fox, Utah State at San Diego State. Yeah, last time Utah State. Now, Utah State came into the pit. We know what happened there. Utah State went up to Boise, though, and won that game in overtime. Now their next challenge uh, at the show there in San Diego State. All right, uh, other games of note. Other games tomorrow, 2 o'clock on the Mountain West Network. Air Force at Boise State. The Broncos, their first game since getting that win on Wednesday. Hopefully no home hangover for them, I guess, depending on who you're rooting for. Lobo fans going to be rooting for Air Force, I would imagine. And then we get a CBS Sports Mountain West doubleheader tomorrow night. First up at 6 o'clock, a game that's probably a lot more interesting now than it may have been even a week or two ago. I'm going to be keeping an eye on this one. Wyoming at the Thomas and Mack to play UNLV. Cowboys 5-3 in conference, UNLV 4-4. And then after that, eh, if if you still need your basketball fix, you got Colorado State in Fresno. Colorado State coming off the big win against San Diego State. Fresno, a loss at UNLV. Maybe the Colorado State Rams will play kickball before the game against Fresno State because that's what they did after they lost to Wyoming. Uh, Had some fun with that, responded. So maybe they're bringing the kickball on the charter with them. What's number three, Sammy? Three. Three. Number three. All right. So I know everybody's... you're, You're sitting at home every night wondering... You get home from work after a long day, and the only thing you want to know is, what is Stephen A. Smith up to these days? It's the burning question that everybody wants to know. What is going on with Stephen A. these days? I don't see him on my TV every day necessarily anymore. He's got his own show now that is for sure on YouTube. I don't know if it's anywhere else, but he's got his Stephen A. Smith show, and he takes questions from fans on Twitter. They can ask him questions for the show. Well, people have taken to just trolling Stephen A. because they know that he... It's, it's in his DNA to have a take on anything and everything, even if he doesn't know about the subject, even if it's a little bit personal or nonsensical. Okay. So one of the most recent ones was, well, actually, I'm, I'm going to let him set this up. At Carcino Muse, right, Stephen A. Smith, who do you think is the best athlete in SpongeBob? And if you were to draft the character as your starting quarterback, who would you pick? Ladies and gentlemen, I haven't seen much of SpongeBob. Damn it. But I'm going to entertain y'all by guessing. Let me just look. Give me a second to just look, all right? Let me just look at it and and, and, and gauge who looks the most athletic and, and who would I like. Now, SpongeBob with the big square head, I got to consider that because I always wish I had a big square head so I could go bald instead of having this damn receding hairline and contemplating going to hair club for men. So I figured, you know, hey, I wish I had a big square head. I wouldn't have that debate. 
but that's neither here nor there. I'm not interested in plankton. I don't like the way it looks. Mr. Krabs, I just don't like that name. But if I'm playing football or basketball, those 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 claws could come in handy. So I got. There, there was a ladies, lot more. Of that. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, that's the highest paid employee uh, for ESPN. By the way, uh, go ahead, Sammy. I mean, the, I I can only. I imagine. mean, that's just, just paint, paint a picture for me if you would here for a second, Joe. The person sitting next to you, how what, how big is the smile on his face right now? Because I know he's dying. He, I know he loves that show. I know Adam loves him some SpongeBob. Oh, like I'm, a, I'm a big SpongeBob. I grew up with it, right? You so know, you were no yeah. wonder you were honed in on that. Yeah, I was okay. In on it, so since sure. you got so much knowledge, who would you start your football team? Sam, with? it's got to be Larry the Lobster, right? Big, buff, athletic. Oh, absolutely. hundred percent. Oh, absolutely. There. He was. He, he's like if you mix the muscles of Desmond Ritter with. Josh Allen, <laughs> yeah, I'm not off. Or, or maybe Mr. Krabs' daughter Pearl. You know, I'll take her. Hard you know? to tackle. Yeah, hard hard to bring down in the open see, field. See, we 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 could get in on this SpongeBob, in which I know there's you're going to talk about big news about SpongeBob and Nickelodeon, right? Sam? Yeah, be, yeah. I mean, we, Nickelodeon's got in on the NFL game the last few years with simulcasts and having some big games from time to time. That started a few years ago on Super Wild Card Weekend. There's going to be a simulcast of the Super Bowl on Nickelodeon, and they're going to bring back some nostalgia to one of the all-time great episodes when they performed. uh, The episode is called Band Geeks. They perform an episode at a a game that's supposed to be kind of like the Super Bowl. They're just bringing back all of it, and I will only exclusively be watching this game nine days from now on that channel. Joe, Joe O'Neill is not. I'm like, you guys speak for yourselves. I'm like, when are we going to get to number two? Well, we can do that right now. <laughs> we can do that. Two, two. Two. All right. A rare case of the NHL finally doing something right. A league that's been known for pushing away fans because of lockouts and losing interest and some other decisions that they've made in, uh, internally over the last few years. Sam, let me interrupt you, Sam. Adam, you ever noticed Sam is always really hard on these, like, uh, professional sports organizations? He's always killing Matt, Fred Manfred from baseball. He's always kidding, killing the NFL for different things. They have policies they have. Uh, the uh, NBA, I don't know if he's been on Adam Silver's butt for anything, probably on the load management rule, whatever. Have you noticed there's a pattern there that he doesn't like big big professional sports management, uh, Sam? Uh, I, well, he's a, he's an invested. We've learned today he's an investigative journalist, so he really tries to get in to the deep That's right. and dark. You just you might as well send an, an email, Sam. Okay, so what's the NA, uh, NHL they, well, finally, they finally done did something right. right? So I'm going to give okay. kudos to Gary Bettman today after first so, time for everything. First Go time ahead. The, the league formally announcing today that NHL players will be allowed back in the Winter Olympics starting in 2026. Still got to wait a little while, but there was a stretch of the last couple Winter Olympics where players were not allowed to go. It just wasn't as good. I know this isn't a big hockey market, but I guarantee some of you were watching that 20, 20, that 2014 semifinal, USA and Canada. It was a, just a, a beautiful game. You got an NHL All-Star game in the Olympics, and it's coming back, and this is the way it always should have been. 
but I'm glad to see that it's coming back. You are absolutely right. I don't know anything about hockey, but I didn't know what you were getting at there. And, of course, that's a good idea. That is the best, best advertising that the NHL will get is having their players on the Olympic stage. Look what it did for them back in when we were believing in miracles. It did a ton for the NHL. And I'm with you, Sam, 100%. Good move, NHL. All right, what is number one? Well, it looks like we're getting one step closer to something that's felt like it's been in the works for a little while now, but the Big Ten and the SEC have formed a joint advisory group of university presidents, chancellors, and ADs to basically move forward in a a two-conference league of college football and controlling the future of college football that we've known has been coming. With, with these schools that are going to these conferences, they're massive, they got 20 teams, they're the ones that everybody's gravitating towards, and this is just the next step, basically, in the two of them jointly owning college football. Yeah, I and there's nothing anybody can really do no. uh, to prevent it. You know, it's it's like these guys, you know, kind of forming an allegiance together, Big Ten, SEC, and if those guys want to meet independent of their other stuff going on, nobody can stop them, but those meetings happening are not good for the other three quote-unquote power conferences if you want to continue to call the Pac-12 a conference. So these two guys, you know, they may try to, like, you know, see how much money is out there, how the teams in their conference uh, relate to uh, the potential for getting a lot of that money out there. And they're, they're not into sharing. We found this out, you know, when, uh, like, you know, these, these conferences are – trying to keep every single penny they can get and they when they've got the cream of the crop they don't want to share with people so uh that's probably going to be part of the conversation